Psalm 5 and 12, when you have it, shout amen. We read today in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And the word of the Lord says it so. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With what? With favor will thou compass him as with a shield. Uh, as with a shield. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, add blessing to your word now. Minister to your people, Lord God, in a powerful way. We thank you for it now in advance. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. When I talk to you about uncommon favor, understand that when I talk to you about uncommon favor, I'm not talking to you about class. I'm talking to you about Christ. Amen. When we're talking about uncommon favor, we're not talking about necessarily grade We're talking about grace. Amen. When I talk to you about uncommon favor, I'm not talking to you about degree, even though you should get one. (laughs) I'm not talking to you about degree. I'm talking to you about God's degree. God's decree. Are you following what I'm saying in this place? If you read that text like I did just now, you understand that a person who's walking in uncommon favor is a person that is protected. That text said, hallelujah, that he will bless the righteous with favor that will act as a shield around you. A person that's walking in the favor of God is a person that is covered. If you are walking in the favor of God, in God's assignment, it's going to be very hard for the enemy to stop you or get through the hedge that God's favor will place around your life. Are you in this place so far? Amen. So I want to talk to you, watch this, and I want to look at it from three different perspectives today. I want to talk to you first about the description of uncommon favor. And after we talk about the description of uncommon favor, we're going to talk about the direction of uncommon favor. Amen. And then I'm going to end, hallelujah, with the destruction of uncommon favor because you can ruin the favor that's on your life. And so I want to talk about that a little bit as well, as long as time permits. Amen. So let us start with the description of uncommon favor. It is very difficult for us to define uh, favor in one sentence. As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to try it. I mean, I could attempt to do it, uh, but I think it's too big of a thing to limit to one sentence. So I'm just going to begin to try to describe God's favor to you. Amen. The first thing I want to say is simply this. When we're talking about God's favor, it's when a man is selected for something good, watch this, that many others are qualified for. It's when a man is selected to do something good that many others are qualified for. I would even dare say that they're more qualified than you, but yet they're not selected and you are. Uh, When I think about that, I can't help but to think about people like Esther in the Bible. There were many, many pretty women uh, trying to be the next queen of the king. Hallelujah. And though there were a list of women, hallelujah, Esther was the one who becomes the queen. And I want to submit to you that she did not become queen because she was lucky. Are you hearing? Luck is for unbelievers. God help me in here. Uh, She was not lucky. She was selected. She was chosen. Amen. Hallelujah. That king fell in love with her, but God had something to do with it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because God had a tremendous purpose through her life. God was going to save his people through this woman and gave her favor 
in the eyes of the king. And so oftentimes when you have favor, you'll know because you'll get chosen, hallelujah, uh, in the midst of others that were more qualified than you, yet you are the one that gets chosen. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? David, hallelujah, was the least qualified in his family as it, as it pertains to people's eyes. When you looked at David, hallelujah, you would, had never guessed that he would be the next king. But yet, hallelujah, he is the next king. Why? Because God selected him. And when God selects you, it don't matter who don't like it. God, help me in here. When God decides, hallelujah, to favor you, he is not going to have a board meeting with anybody about it. He's not going to ask for a second opinion. He doesn't care if somebody else doesn't like it, hallelujah. When God decides to favor you, God decides to favor you. <laughs> Are you blessed in this place? Hallelujah. Watch this now. Uh, when you're walking in a season of favor or God's favor, hallelujah, you will pray and he will answer all your petitions. I think about people in the scriptures like Jabez. Oftentimes we, we single out Jabez and we've done whole series on the prayer of Jabez. But let me just submit to you that you had to be walking in the favor that Jabez was walking in in order to get all your petitions answered like Jabez did. Are you following what I'm saying in this place? Hallelujah. Uh, let me give you another example of what I'm talking about. Uh, it's when help comes unexpectedly. It's when help comes unexpectedly in a situation where you didn't think help could come, where you didn't think help would arrive because so much time has lapsed and you've been without help. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. How many of you are familiar with the story of the man at the pool of Bethesda? Here's a man who's at the pool of Bethesda. For those of you who don't know, there's five porches there. And this place is filled with people who are incompetent. They, 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 they have, some of them are lame and they can't walk. Some of them are blind and they can't see. And some of them are halt. They have some sort of issue that impairs them from progressing. And so what they do, you know, you know how it is, misery loves company. So they're all together in this place, a bunch of stagnant people and a bunch of stuck people hanging out together. Now, this man has been in that situation for 38 years. Amen. Jesus comes. You know the story. I'm not going to get into it in detail. You know the story. Jesus comes and heals this man. We could even argue that this man didn't have a whole lot of faith when Jesus came to him. Yet Jesus heals this man. Out of all the people in that place that were sick that day, only one man left healed. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Only one man was selected. Are you following what I'm saying in this place? And it, he wasn't lucky. <laughs> he was selected. Amen, somebody? You know the favor of God is on you when God takes your little effort, hallelujah, and expands it. Uh, where, where, listen, where if, you, if, if you were Peter, you could testify because Peter knows what it is to toil all night in his own strength, hallelujah, and have absolutely no success. And then Jesus gets in his boat, just asked him to let him borrow his boat for a little while. Jesus gets in his boat, preaches to the masses, uses the, the, the water as a backdrop and an 
amphitheater to, 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 to get his voice out, preaches, comes back to shore and tells Peter after he'd washed his nets, now get in the boat and go out there and catch some fish. And, and you know, Peter's thinking to himself, yeah, there ain't no fish out there because I was toiling all night and I am an expert fisherman. This is what I've been doing all my life. This is what I do. Jesus, you preach, I fish. Stay in your lane. Because this is, and, and, and Jesus said, yeah, yeah, you, you toiled all night, hallelujah, uh, and nothing happened, uh, but then I got in your boat. You see, that, that was your uh, conclusion when you didn't let me use your boat, but when you let me in your business... Yeah, 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 yeah. When you get me, when you get me involved in your business, <laughs> uh, things will turn out different for you. And so he goes out. You know the story. He's thinking he's going out. He only took one net. I wish you knew that story. Hallelujah. Jesus said, uh, you know, go out there for a catch. Take your nets. And, 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 and Peter said, I know there ain't no fish over there. And so I'm not going to take all my nets. I'm going to let down a net. Read the story again. You're going to see it. I'm going to let down a net. Amen. And then so what happens? He caught so many fish that the net began to break. Are you following what I'm saying in here? And if you don't believe me, when, when Jesus comes, when he comes back with all those fish, Jesus comes to him and he wants to run away from Jesus. He said, stay away from me for I, I'm a sinner. And it was because he, he knew what he had done. He believed partially and God still blessed him. Hallelujah. But listen, God will take your little effort. Put his hand of favor on it and do amazing things. Do you believe it in this place? Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's another sign that the favor of God is in your life. Kindness from every angle coming your way from people. Amen. And they ain't all Christian. God, help me in here. Are you following what I'm saying? Kindness. I mean, the, the epitome of that would, would be for us to preach on Joseph right now. Uh, the young man Joseph, the dreamer, hallelujah. Uh, everywhere he went, it didn't even matter. They were trying to do him harm, and everywhere he went, he was still blessed. Put me in Potiphar's house as a slave, and I end up in charge of Potiphar's house. Say, put me in prison. I'll have favor with the prison guards and be in charge of the whole prison. At the end, hallelujah, I stand before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh, hallelujah, makes me Second in command of all of Egypt. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying? And none of them were Christian. Oh boy, have mercy in this place. I'm going to talk about that some more in a moment. Hallelujah. I guess what I'm trying to say is this. Hallelujah. Favor will find you. I said favor will find you. Let me, let me, let me give you some advice. Don't chase favor. It doesn't work that way. You don't look for favor. You seek God, and when you seek God, my Bible says that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Are you following? So when you seek God, when you go after God's right, seek ye first. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. When you understand that, hallelujah, then, then the favor of God just becomes a reward to the individual that is obedient. Are you following what I'm saying in here? It will find you. You don't go looking for it. You look for him. Mm, and it'll find you. One of the things that I love about favor is that you could be surrounded by a thousand people. If it's you... Favor will come and 
select you, will single you out in the midst of a crowd. And it ain't going to matter, hallelujah, uh, what kind of resume each individual has if he selects you. Are you following what I'm saying? This is why on one occasion Jesus is coming uh, in and through and on his way out of Jericho. And the Bible says, hallelujah, that a man named Blind Bartimaeus starts to yell out his name. Make a long story short, hallelujah, the blind man gets healed. And if you know the story like I do, he's the only man. In Jericho, that gets healed that day. Are you following what I'm saying? And if you don't know the text, he was surrounded by a multitude. And even though he was surrounded by a multitude, hallelujah, a crazy praiser. See, ya now. A crazy praiser got a miracle on that day, and it wasn't luck. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? It was favor. When you think about hallelujah, uh, when the prophet Samuel is looking for the next king after King Saul uh, had lost his opportunity or pretty much messed up his opportunity. Samuel goes to the house of Jesse, lets him know he's coming, and Jesse gets all his sons prepared. All seven. Only problem with that is that he has eight. He gets seven of his sons prepared, hallelujah, for, for the royal lineup. Amen. So that he can parade his sons in front of the prophet. Hallelujah. Because he's excited about one of them being the next king. Only thing is that the one that he never would have thought was going to be the next king wasn't even in the lineup. He was out there taking care of the sheep. You know the story, right? And so watch this now. Hallelujah. The oil wouldn't flow because they weren't selected. Whew. See, this is why you should, never, you should never be concerned with somebody trying to jockey for position or somebody trying to take your spot or block you. Because if the oil is for you, it won't flow on somebody else. Hallelujah. And it won't flow until the right person ends up in the right place so that that oil can begin to flow. Are you in this place? Hallelujah. I got my own oil. I don't need your oil. If you're blessed in here, shout glory. glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let me talk to you a little bit about the direction of uncommon favor. Uncommon favor has direction. Let me give you some of the direction. The first I want to give you is medical. Medical. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just cater to me for a moment because I'm trying to make it easy for you to understand. So I'm going to give you a bunch of M's. Amen. Hallelujah. The first one is medical direction. Hallelujah. Uh, oftentimes you will hear a testimony about an individual who had something the doctor called incurable. Incurable. Hallelujah. Until the favor of God shows up. Anybody in here know or can testify about what I'm talking about in this place, hallelujah. We talked about the man at the pool of Bethesda. He is a perfect example, 38 years in that condition, hallelujah. If things weren't looking good for him until favor showed up on that particular day. When you think about another man in your Bible, his name was Naaman. You guys remember Naaman, uh, the centurion, hallelujah. The Bible says that this man comes to the presence of the prophet and he gets healed. The thing about that that's amazing is that if you read the New Testament in Luke 24 and 27, Jesus makes reference to all the lepers that existed in Samaria in that day. And so watch this, out of all the lepers that existed in Samaria that day, Naaman gets healed. And it wasn't because he was lucky. God help me 
in here. It was because he was selected. Are you blessed in here so far? Hallelujah. Here, let me, let me talk to you about material direction. Uh, because Faber doesn't just have medical direction. It has material uh, direction as well. Amen. Uh, think about this. When Jesus comes to Peter and they were washing their nets, if you know that story and you've read it carefully, you understand that there was more than one boat. You understand that there was at least two that the Bible talks about. There was two boats. Amen. And Jesus could have chose the other person's boat, but he didn't choose the other person's boat. He chose Peter's boat. Are you following what I'm saying in here? He chose Peter's boat because Peter was selected. In other words, that boat was chosen. There were many widows, hallelujah, uh, in the days of the prophets, hallelujah. But how many of you know the widow woman whose sons were going to be taken from her uh, and she was in debt and her sons were going to be taken to pay off her debt? The prophet, hallelujah, comes to her house. The Bible makes reference to Jesus talking, to, talking about a lot of widows being around in that day, yet the prophet comes to her house. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Was it luck? No, it wasn't luck. Amen? Somebody shout favor. favor. Now let me give you another one very quickly. Marital favor. Oh, I ain't getting no. God help me. God will bless a marriage. God help me. My marriage is blessed. Amen? Me and Sharice are like the dynamic duel. Double trouble for hell. Amen? Hallelujah. I, I believe that God will bless a matrimony. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You could listen. Oh, my God. You could hate on a matrimony. You could mock a matrimony. You, you, you can mock an individual in a matrimony like one sister did to her other sister named Hannah. Hallelujah. And hate on her until God puts his hand on her. And then all of a sudden, the woman that was married and couldn't have kids is having a baby. Are you following what I'm saying? Because God's favor can come on a marriage. Do you believe that in this place? Hallelujah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Ask Elizabeth and Zachariah. If you don't know who Elizabeth and Zachariah is, they are the parents of John the Baptist. Uh, before John the Baptist comes on the scene, hallelujah, uh, it is said that Elizabeth is already past childbearing age. She, she, she's not a youngin, hallelujah. They have been trying and could not. Amen. And her husband, Zechariah, was a priest. He's in the temple praying and an angel shows up to tell him that he's going to have a baby. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so the favor of God comes on that matrimony. If you're blessed in here, shout glory. glory. All right. Hallelujah. Can I keep teaching? Here's another one for you. Mental direction. Mental direction. Hallelujah. When God decides to favor you, you will have a wisdom you can't even explain. Now, now don't, don't, don't get me wrong. There is a wisdom you can obtain. And you can go to school, and you can go to school for a lot of years and obtain wisdom. Amen. Hallelujah. But there is a difference between man's wisdom and God's wisdom. Uh, the, the Bible says that Solomon walked in a wisdom that was uncommon. Do you hear what I'm saying? It was Uncom the Bible gives, I don't have time, but the Bible gives explicit examples of Solomon's wisdom. It shows us how he handled difficult affairs. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, according to James, if you lack wisdom, all you got to do is ask for it. God don't even charge for it. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but I like free. He said he gives it and he does not hold it back. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. But I'm talking about uncommon wisdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it, it's not every day that the angel of the Lord will come to you and say, ask me for something. Now, you got to understand this story. Solomon's offering unto God. And I, and, I, and I will submit to you that it had a lot to do with how he offered unto God. I wish I had time because up until that day, nobody was offering unto God like Solomon was. People were making offerings unto God, but Solomon was offering in the thousands. I ain't got time for that. And the angel shows up. Hallelujah. And, and could you imagine that? Could you imagine the angel showing up just saying, hey, ask me for something. Now, if you're wise, you know that's a test. You know that's a test. You know, because he could have easily said, give me money. Give me stuff. Give me authority. Give me titles. Give me positions. Give me this. Give me that. He said, give me wisdom. He said, watch this, give me an understanding heart so that I could lead these, your people. And then watch this, if you read that story carefully, amen, if you read that story, I believe it's uh, 1 Kings, 1 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 3, and you read that story carefully, it said God was so pleased with what he had asked for that he gave him what he didn't ask for what I say and he gave him riches and he gave him position and he gave him authority and he gave him influence it allows me to know that when you ask for the right thing you get everything are you blessed in here hallelujah yeah mental direction Daniel walked in uncommon wisdom he started out as a slave hallelujah and ends up being one of three commanding officers for the king of Persia, a heathen king. And then later, hallelujah, is going to be chosen as the chief among the three. Amen? And they hated on him, and that's why they tried to put him in the lion's den, and, you know, there goes that story. But are you, are you following what I'm saying? When the Hebrew boys were tested in Daniel chapter 1, the Bible says that they were found ten times wiser than anybody else. That's an uncommon, uncommon wisdom as a result of the favor of God that was resting on their lives. Are you in this place? Hallelujah. Hear me? Can, can I give you another one? Ministerial direction. Ministerial direction. Hallelujah. Hmm. Now we understand that for most of us, that are, for all of us who are born again, water baptized, filled with the Spirit, hallelujah, in one shape or form, we are a minister of God. You don't have to be up front in the pulpit to be a minister of God. Somehow, some way, when you understand the simple definition of the word minister, you understand, hallelujah, that you will fall up under that category. Amen? Amen. What you are waiting for as a minister of God is the favor of God. Amen, somebody? Because the favor of God is going to make you an effective minister. Are you blessed in here? Hallelujah. Ooh, I believe that when a minister finds favor with God, he will preach a simple sermon. He won't even have to work half as hard as you make me work up here sometimes. He'll preach a simple sermon and many will get saved. When I think about men like Billy Graham, hallelujah, preached a simple a uh, salvation message, and people got saved by the droves. 
Lucky? No, favor. I said it's favor. Are you in this place, church? Hallelujah. Mm. When you are walking in the favor of God, hallelujah, you knock on any door and that thing opens. Do you hear what I'm saying in this place? When you're walking in the favor of God, as a matter of fact, you don't even have to knock. You get close to them, they open. I wish I had somebody who knew what I was talking about. If I had time, I would take you all the way to Acts chapter 12 and show you the favor of God on Peter's life. How when he had to come out of that prison, hallelujah, the doors flung open on their own accord. Amen. I like that. You ever been to CVS or Walgreens, hallelujah, and as soon as you walk and you get to the door, that thing has a motion that senses you coming. And as soon as you get in proximity, that thing just opens on its own. That's what I'm talking about. When the favor of God is on you, all you got to do is get close to it and that stuff will start opening up. Because it recognizes the favor of God that's on your life. Do I got a church in here? Woo. That's ministerial direction. Here's the last one I wanted to give you. Hallelujah. This one's interesting. Manifold direction. Manifold. Manifold direction. In other words, it's not just one of the things that I just named to you, but a combination of all of them. It is possible for you to walk in all of these that I just mentioned. If you have that kind of favor of God operating in your life. And just to give you a biblical example, Joseph, who we mentioned a moment ago, had that kind of favor on his life. If you studied the story of Joseph, and it's a long one, several chapters in the book of Genesis, one of the things that intrigued me about it is that with everything that he went through, you never hear anything about him getting sick. That, and that's not to guarantee that he never did, but the Bible doesn't mention it. You would think with everything he went through, he would get sick. Uh, but the Bible never makes any mention of Joseph getting sick. I believe he walked in that medical favor that we were talking about just a moment ago. Materially, you know, from, from, from a material perspective, hallelujah, the Bible says that God has made him Lord over Egypt. He, this is the guy that told his whole family that was going to die because of a famine, come to Egypt and you'll live. Because he had the power to make it happen. Everything he touched prospered. So you know he was blessed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Mentally, he was very wise. The Bible says that he was the one that came up with the plan. Because watch this. There was going to be a seven-year famine. And Israel was going to die. Watch this. Because they didn't have the resources to survive the famine. Watch this. Egypt has the resources, but they don't have the wisdom. So God says, I need one of my boys in Egypt. So he, set, he, he makes it so that Joseph ends up in Egypt, hallelujah, because God's going to save his people. And he's going to use Joseph's wisdom to come up with the plan to survive the famine. Isn't that amazing? So from a mental perspective, the favor of God was on him. He was a wise young man. From a marital perspective, he's blessed. Later he gets married, has two beautiful children, hallelujah, and the Bible lets us know that there was peace in his house. Are you in this place, hallelujah? Ah. From a ministerial perspective, hallelujah, his ministry was interpreting dreams. He could interpret dreams, amen, somebody. He was gifted, amen? 
he had the manifold favor of God operating in his life. Are you blessed? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm doing good on time. Let's keep going. Let me give you the destruction of divine favor. And then if I have five minutes left, I'll preach a little bit. Amen. Uh, destruction of uncommon favor. The destruction of uncommon favor. The following factors will destroy the favor of God on a man's life. You ready? Disobedience. I know I ain't going to get a lot of amens right there. Hallelujah. Uh, disobedience. I don't know what's going on in the world today. Uh, we, we, a lot of Christians living like God don't care about obedience no more. The devil is a liar. We, we, we preach grace like grace is divine permission to sin. Hallelujah. The Bible clearly lets us know not to use our freedom as a license to sin. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying in here? So obedience is still God's MO and God's still going to reward a person who lives upright before him. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? We're not talking about earning your way to heaven, hallelujah. Jesus already gave us that. But as a result of what Jesus already did, we should be emulating him in everything that we do, hallelujah. And God will reward that. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm. King Saul was a perfect example of somebody who had an amazing opportunity, chosen to be the first king of Israel, but through disobedience, he messed that up and the kingdom was rent from him. And he lost his opportunity and lost the favor of God that was on his life. And that favor had to shift from him to another man. Amen, somebody. Here's the second one. You ready? Sexual sin. Ain't nobody shouting amen. I'm getting a bunch of mm, mm-hmms. <laughs> amen, somebody. Amen. <laughs> Sexual sin, hallelujah. You ask Samson. Samson was walking in tremendous favor. I said tremendous favor. Anybody that could beat up a lion has got to have the favor of God on his life to beat a lion up with his bare hands. Let's Let's be serious here. Hallelujah. The favor of God was upon his life in a powerful way, but he kept flirting. He kept flirting. Hallelujah. With compromise. And the more he flirted, hallelujah, the more power he was losing. Are you following what I'm saying in here? And one day he got up thinking he was going to operate in that same favor and it was gone. Are you in this place, church? Here's another one. Pride. Woo. I got, okay, I got two amens. Pride, pride, hallelujah. Let's go to the source. Let's go all the way back to the origin, Satan himself. The Bible says that he was created Lucifer, the angel of light. Watch this now. The anointed cherub. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You, you, don't, you don't understand. He was the choir director in heaven. He was in charge of atmosphere. In heaven, he was so beautiful. The Bible said that he had built in him onyx and rubies and sapphires and all kinds of jewels. Could you imagine that? If that wasn't enough, the Bible says he had pipes built in him. He was an instrument. When he moved, sound flowed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Not only that, he was the angel of light. That means that light emanated from him. Could you imagine the light that emanated from him through all the, the jewels, the sapphires, and the rubies? Could you imagine the light show? You know, I don't understand how, why people have problems with lights. That started in heaven. 
Satan will put on, or Lucifer will put on a light show. A display of sound and light in the presence of God. And the Bible says he was good until pride was found in him. And the minute the thought of pride, he said, I shall sit where the most high sits. And the thought alone got him cast out from heaven. Jesus said, I saw him get shot down like lightning from heaven. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Pride will cause you to lose the favor of God on your life. You ready for the next one? Nah, I don't think you're ready for the next one. All right, it's stinginess. A lack of giving. A, a, a spirit that does not understand generosity. A spirit that doesn't understand how the kingdom of God works. Amen. You know, you, you read stories in the Bible like the, the widow woman of Zarephath who only has one meal left. You know that story? She only has one meal. She collects a couple of sticks. She's going to make a little fire. She's going to cook a meal for her and her son. They're going to eat it and they're going to die because all they have is enough for one more day. And the prophet says, make me a cake first. Now, you know, most people would be like that prophet, that preacher, could you, I, you know, I say it all the time. I could, I could picture the headline on CNN. Pastor steals widow woman's last meal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They won't hesitate to put that on the news. Uh, only problem is, hallelujah, she decides to give it to him. Watch this. And her meal barrel never runs out. In the middle of a famine. People are starving and she's eating good. The favor of God will bless you in a famine. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? Uh, so, lack of giving. Ready for the next one? A lack of faithfulness or service unto God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When God looked at the world at one point, Genesis chapter 6, and said, Everybody's heart in the world is evil. God determined that the scripture says uh, that God had repented from making man and was going to destroy mankind. That's how bad it was. Um, but the Bible says he found favor with one man named Noah. Because while everybody else was living wrong, one man decided to live different. God help me in here. Hallelujah. And he was the exception. Amen? And God blessed him for his service. Here's another one for you. Sowing seeds of wickedness. Yeah, we'll keep the favor of God off of you. Sowing seeds of wickedness. You know what the Bible says. God will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Amen, somebody. I'm going to talk more about that if I have an opportunity. Hallelujah. There was a man in the Bible. His name was Adina, Adana. I can't even say his name. Adonibizek. That's as close as it's going to get. He's cut. Listen, this king is cut. This, you're going to find this in Judges chapter 1, by the way. He's cutting the toes. Hallelujah. And, and the fingers of many kings until one day it happens to him. Amen, somebody? 
because this man was sowing seeds of wickedness. And if you're going to be wicked, you know the old saying, what goes around. And here is the last one, hallelujah. And these are for, this is for people who are interested in the favor of God, amen. Watch this. Here's the last one for you. This one right here will knock the favor of God off of you in a minute. Prayerlessness. 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 Jesus, those were delayed amens. Listen, prayerlessness. You got to pray. Amen, hallelujah. I mean, and I, I'm preaching to the choir. You know this, amen. I don't, I don't even think that I have to elaborate on this. You know this. If you ain't going to pray, hallelujah, I don't think that you can expect anything. Amen, hallelujah. Now, those are the preliminaries, amen. You got that information? You good? Amen. Can we chat for the next couple of minutes? I got a couple minutes left. Hallelujah. Watch this. You could be anointed and you could be stuck. I said you could be anointed and be stuck. There are people, perhaps maybe even this room, and you can be anointed, but that doesn't mean you're ready. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You could be anointed and you could be stuck. Watch this. Because of a subculture you've decided to dwell in. Now watch this. You know Jesus was as anointed as anointed can be. As a matter of fact, his name Christ or the Christ means the anointed one or the anointing. Yet he goes to his hometown, Nazareth, and can only do but one or two miracles. Why? He's not limited. It's the culture. It is a culture, hear me now, of dishonor. Because they did not honor him correctly, they could not receive from him what he was carrying. They saw him as the carpenter's son. You know the story. You've heard me preach it. Uh, they saw him as Joseph's boy. Amen. We watched him grow up. They became familiar with him. Hallelujah. And in doing so, they dishonored him. And because they saw him incorrectly, they couldn't extract what they needed from him. Are you following what I'm saying in this place? Dishonor, a spirit of dishonor will keep you from the favor of God. It will keep you from the favor of God visiting you. You could be anointed, but if you're in that atmosphere, you will be anointed and stuck. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, you could be anointed. Let me use an example. You could be anointed to sing. Oh, she's anointed and you could be singing up here. And what people don't know is that you're singing and you're stuck. I said you're stuck, hallelujah. Let me help you in here. Canaries can sing. But a lot of them are singing from inside a cage. Y'all don't want to talk. Y'all want to go home, hallelujah. I, I said a lot of them are singing from inside a cage, hallelujah. They're singing, they can sing, but they are stuck. If you're blessed in here, shout glory. Because a lot of times we say something with our mouth that does not get backed up with our life. I said we say something with our mouth that does not get backed up with our life. Hallelujah. Can I say something? I'm going to mess somebody up right now. Can I do it before we go? Hallelujah. Okay. You cannot be spiritual and antisocial. I'm going to mess up a lot of religious spirits right now. You cannot be spiritual and anti-social. I would dare say, hallelujah, that if God anoints you 
and puts his favor on you, he does so so that you can reach people. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and has anointed me too. And everything he says the spirit anointed him too was dealing with his, meeting the needs of people. Well, sit there and, 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 and use your religious uh, self as an excuse or, or using spirituality as an excuse from, from, from uh, moving away from people. That ain't spirituality, that's religion. Oh boy. Hallelujah. Mm. One of the major fruits of real spirituality is a healthy social life. Yeah, this is an uncommon word. I don't know. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? Let me put it to you another way. If you are not doing good with people, you are not doing good with God. I said, if you are not doing good with people, you are not doing good with God. Because if you can't love people who you can see, come on, who knows the word of God? How are you going to love a God you can't see? The command of God is to love him first and then love your neighbor as yourself. Are you in this place, church? Mm. Having no social life in the name of spirituality is not spirituality, it's misery. If you are really anointed, if the favor of God is really on your life, that's going to reflect in all aspects of your life. That's going to reflect in your professional life, your career. God, help me in here. In all your relationships. Being holy does not mean being lifeless. I said being holy does not mean being lifeless. Oh God, have mercy in this place. Yet, well, let me give you some Bible on that. Hallelujah. The thief comes. To steal, to kill, and destroy. But I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Don't use your pseudo-spirituality as an excuse for not having a life. I'm going to leave that alone. I can't. Help me in here. Can I, can I mess you up a little more? You cannot be holy and insecure. I'm holy. I'm, you cannot be holy and be insecure. Amen? And if, if there is plenty of insecurity, watch out with jealousy. Come on, we're talking about dishonor a little bit. Are you still with me? Ay, ay, ay. Listen, when I constantly hear Christians bad-mouthing other Christians, I can guarantee you that it's coming from insecurity. Because here's the reality. You can't, it's hard to honor a person's life you desire. 
Are you blessed in here? And I, I will submit to you that jealousy is the fruit of insecurity. I said it is the fruit of insecurity. Hallelujah. There is no such thing as a Holy Ghost inspired Christian called as a conspirator to another Christian. Oh, I am. You, you, you are not called to be a holy gossiper. There's no such thing as a holy inspired gossiper. Let me put it to you another way. You cannot spiritualize gossip. There's no way. And people try it. I ain't getting no amens right now. But people try it all the time. Hallelujah. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. But I need you to pray. I need you to pray about what I'm going to tell you. You cannot spiritualize gossip. Take it to the source. If you can't tell it to the source, you shouldn't be telling it to anybody else. God, help me in here. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. Anybody who goes on a campaign to assassinate another person's character, whether some of what you're saying is true or not, hallelujah, the root of it is jealousy. You better hear me right now. I said the root of it will be jealousy. If I had time, I would teach you through the Bible itself that demonic wisdom is given from a place of jealousy. It is Wednesday, huh? Can I end on, I'm trying to end on a high note. Hallelujah. Uh, God told a man named Moses on one occasion, I will favor who I please. I like that right there. Hallelujah. I will favor who I please. I'm not having a meeting about it. I ain't asking anybody what they think. When I decide to favor you, it ain't even going to matter if somebody else don't like you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you blessed in here? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You won't be able to stop it. When the favor of God comes, it comes as a force. Are you hearing me? And it cannot be stopped when it comes. One of my favorite verses is Luke 2.52. We don't hear a lot about Jesus' childhood. Amen. But if you read Luke 2.52, uh, somewhere after Jesus is around 12 years old, we do hear about him being 12 years old. Amen. And in the temple, shocking the religious people. Amen. With his wisdom. The Bible says that the child grew. Watch this now. In wisdom and in stature, in favor with God and favor with man. Watch this. Not just favor with God, but in favor with man. Watch this. Favor will not come on individuals who do not grow during the silent years. I said favor will not come on individuals who haven't learned how to grow during the silent years. Jesus, we hear about him at 12 years old being in the temple. We don't hear about him again until he's 30. He don't start his ministry until he's 30. Hallelujah. But during the silent years, according to Luke 2.52, he's growing. In wisdom, in stature, in favor with God, and favor with man. If you want to have the favor of God on your life, you got to learn how to grow during the silent years. It's what you do when he ain't talking to you. 
when you're calling on him and you can't find him, when you're going through a season of difficulty, hallelujah, because there's nothing that could work on a man's character like some difficult times. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But it's how you handle those years of silence, hallelujah, where you weren't really getting nothing. That the favor of God is looming. And it'll find you. God, help me in here. And it might not find you in one season, hallelujah, but you keep acting right. It'll find you in the next. It will find you. Do I got anybody in here that can testify? I know that's right. Hallelujah. Ooh. Some people walking around talking about, you know, as long as I got King Jesus. I think that's a song too. As <laughs> long as I got King Jesus. Listen. There are people that God has platformed for your promotion. You talking about all I need is Jesus. And what you don't realize is that usually the blessing Jesus sends, he sends on two legs. Are you in this place? He uses people. You, 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 you singing as long as I got King Jesus. You need people. God help me in here. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I told you a moment ago, the opposite of favor is you doing it on your own strength. That is the opposite of favor. Now, let me give you some more. Hallelujah. Uh, it ain't going to matter how pretty your resume looks. And listen, get it nice. I'm, I'm not. Get it pretty. Amen. But, but if the favor of God gets on it, it's going to be prettier. <laughs> you don't hear what I'm saying. Get a degree. Amen. Hallelujah. But at the end of the day, hallelujah, it's not necessarily about that degree. If his hand gets on that degree, it's going to make it more powerful than it could ever be on its own. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? I said this a moment ago and I'll mention it again. Hallelujah. Favor is the reward of obedience. That is not why we do it, though. Right. We said we're not seeking it. We seek him and it finds us. Amen. Mm. Proverbs says, like our opening text said, that favor is a defense. It's a wall. It's a shield. Amen. My God, if you ever had the real raw favor of God hit your life, it'll become a wall around your life where all of a sudden, hallelujah, you who have been laid off several times won't be getting laid off anymore. I wish I had a church in here that knows what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, you who could not get a job will start getting jobs. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? Hallelujah. Mm. Are you blessed, church? Let me give you an idea of how powerful favor is. If your life is still intact, that's not favor. That's the blessing of the Lord. Because when favor comes, it'll change the way you live. Are you hearing what? God, help me in here. It'll change the way you live. It'll come and change the way you live. And it won't be the enemy that's coming, hallelujah, and you just have to survive all the friction he brings. No, it'll be the favor of God, and you'll have to learn how to swim in that favor when he sends it. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? Some of you ain't catching me right now. But let the favor of God hit you for real. Amen, somebody. See, some of you don't even know it right now, and God is putting your name in the mind of somebody. That is equipped 
to bless your assignment. I said he'll put your name in the mind of an individual who is equipped to bless your assignment. He's not going to come to just bless you because you're cute. He's coming to bless what God's called you to do. If you're blessed in here, shout glory. I got six minutes and I am almost done. Amen. We mentioned a moment ago, and I'll close with this story. I'll try to close with this story right here. We mentioned a moment ago, hallelujah, that Noah found favor with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Because Noah chose to live differently in a world that was desperately wicked. As a matter of fact, worship team, you can come up here and play something. I'm almost done. Hallelujah. And one of the things that blesses me about this story, amen, is that when you make yourself the exemption, God will make you the exception. He's getting ready to start all over. And because Noah made himself the exemption, the one who decided to live different, God's going to use him to be the exception. Are you following what I'm saying in this place? And God is going to bless his life in a very powerful way. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Think about what God calls this man to do as we get ready to close in this place today. God tells this man, watch this. Judgment is coming upon the earth, but I want you to build a boat. And what you need to understand that, build an ark, you know, to be more accurate. But what you need to understand about that, hallelujah, is that an ark had never been built. Not even a boat for that matter. You haven't heard about any boat being built. As a matter of fact, up until that day, water never came from the sky. Rain had never fell from the sky. As a matter of fact, you read the text accurately, a mist would come from the ground. That's where they got their water from. God tells a man it's going to rain and the man don't even know what rain is. God tells him to build an ark and he don't even know what the ark is. Can I help you in here? Favor will determine the kind of insight and ingenuity you walk in. Hear me. The kind of insight and ingenuity that you walk in. Watch this. God had trusted Noah with building plans of something nobody, nobody had ever seen. He's calling him to do something nobody has ever done. Why? Because the favor of God was on his life. Woo! Noah has so much favor on his life. He's finding solutions to problems people didn't even realize they had yet. See, it's one thing to find solutions to problems. When, when the favor of God hits your life, you get answers today for tomorrow's problems. I said you get answers today. You get answers in advance for problems, hallelujah, people haven't even realized they have yet. And one of the things that I love about this man is that when God says, watch this, build an ark because it's going to rain. This man doesn't say, well, what is rain? And he doesn't say, well, what's our ark? And how is water that's coming from above going to destroy us? Can you follow directions without hesitation? 
Can God call you to move and you move? Knowing that he's God and because he said it ought to be trusted. Are you blessed in here, church? And if, if you know the rest of that story, favor caused Noah to prosper in a flood. I said favor caused Noah to prosper in a flood. People were drowning and he was elevating. People were going down and Noah was going up. And when the flood started, he was at a certain place. But if you know the story like I do, when the flood was over, he was at a place called Ararat, which was a really high place. Why? Because of favor. Woo! And you know what else blessed me about that story? God told him, get your family. Put them in the boat. He never said that God liked his family. Just said he liked Noah. Y'all didn't catch it. Y'all didn't catch it. Hallelujah. Watch this. Your family ain't even talking to me. But because me and you are talking. Ooh. Get your family and put them in the boat. Oh, that'll bless a mama. That'll bless a dad in this place. Hallelujah. Are you blessed in here? That's favor. Do you hear? I said, that's favor. Do you hear what I just said in here? Hallelujah. It's 8.30. He said, watch this on one occasion to a woman. Mary, you have found favor. And, and you, you better get it. Don't twist it. Because it doesn't mean that she was looking for it and got it. It really means favor found her. You have found favor with God. Amen. Woo. You're getting ready to carry the biggest thing that ever hit the planet. And if I had time, I would talk to you about how favor comes in phases. Amen. She was carrying the biggest thing that ever hit the planet and she carried it in phases. And you women will call it trimestrials. Amen. Hallelujah. And when the favor of God comes on you and you're carrying something very powerful, it's going to come in phases. Amen. And uh, I don't know exactly what that is. You women can help me out. Hallelujah. But in the first phase, hallelujah, it'll make you nauseous because it's so so powerful what you're carrying it'll make you a little bit sick amen if you're married you understand that you're going to have to carry it while other people are talking about it and you'll have to defend it hallelujah and keep carrying it are you hearing what I'm saying in this place hallelujah later somewhere else the third trimester just to fast forward you're going to have to start choosing the kind of people you want around you when you birth it. Hearing what I'm saying? You have to pick the godparents. Come on, I'm speaking spiritually, but listen to me. You have to pick the godparents, hallelujah. Right when you're getting ready to deliver, you pick your midwives, 
because these are important people in your life and you have to choose them wisely amen there'll be times hallelujah you would have to have stayed home just so that you don't miscarry are you blessed in here church mm. can I just end with one more statement just to really mess you up before you leave here we go favor ain't favor if it only exists in the church Selah. that means just let it just let it simmer in a little bit favor ain't favor if it only exists in the church you need favor with God and you need favor with man listen and this is uncommon but I'm gonna hit you with it anyway God will make a real sinner fall in love with you cause a sinner who is platformed to promote you watch me now see see some of you ain't getting excited about what I'm saying because you're you're looking at it through your Christianese lens but you need to hear me for a second hallelujah because Joseph found favor with jailers, with Potiphar, who was a governor, heathen, idol-worshiping governor. Pharaoh, are you hearing what I'm saying? Daniel found favor with kings. Nehemiah, who do you think funded Nehemiah's project? A Persian king. Gave Nehemiah all the resources he needed to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. God gave Esther favor with a king. Mordecai was her uncle. All he could give her was advice. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just how do you think God's going to transfer it he's going to give you favor with kings in order to make the transfer are you hearing what I'm saying in this place read your Bible constantly God used men to bless his people hearing me in this place church you'll use a raven to feed Elijah at the brook a raven not a dove what's a, a dove is a very clean bird a raven is an old dirty bird God's not limited in who he can use to position you for your assignment it's uncommon favor. Do you receive the word of the Lord on today? Come on, somebody give God a real praise in here. Come on, give him a real good one. Hallelujah.